church, raised in faith, we've heard these verses from young on. Maybe we even read them in a program. But these verses never seem to get exhausted of their truth and their blessing for man. And I know this Advent season, we've been looking at how the angels interact with God and with man. The scriptures tell us that the angels are God's messengers, but they're sent for us, for those who are to be saved. And surely we see that in this Advent season. But these are real events that we have been studying and looking at. You know, it tells us in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augusta that all the world should be registered. And this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. That's real history. Archaeologists have found records of these census. It matches perfectly with the scriptures. Now, for the believers, that's, we, we have no problem with that. See, the veil has been taken off our eyes. We have discernment to see God's truth. So these are recorded truths. They're recorded in God's word for us. For us. Now, we know that our Savior was born in lowly conditions, stable or a shed. What a way that the King of Kings would come into this world. But our Lord always did what his Father planned, without exception. And if history records that our Savior was born in a stable, humble, conditions. It was for us who humbly come to him for salvation. It was announced to these shepherds who were keeping their flocks, watching by night, to humble shepherds, pretty much the outcasts of society, probably watching other people's sheep, living in the open or rough shelters, was considered the lowest profession, a shepherd. Yeah, that's this profession our Lord describes himself as, the good shepherd. Many of these shepherds were considered unclean because they dealt with death of the animals, the blood, watching these flocks. So they weren't participants In their synagogues, they'd be considered unclean. But yet these lowly men were selected by God to hear the greatest announcement ever given to mankind. Just think about it. Here these guys are, the outcasts of society. Maybe they knew about the Christ child coming. Maybe they didn't. But what we do know is 
is that their peaceful night wasn't broken up by thieves or by wolves, but by angels. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. You know, the night just disappeared. Angels stood there. And yeah, they were scared. They were terrorized. But the angel gives them good news. The angel gives them peace. Fear not. They needed to know that they were in no danger in order for them to hear the good news. They were about to hear the announcement of the greatest event in human history, God walking among mankind. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For us, for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The long awaited Messiah, born in Bethlehem, a city that was foretold where he would be born. And when you study the scriptures, it also foretells that this would be the time that he would be born. More evidence for us, prophecy fulfilled. Remember at one time, we were considered by God the lowlifes of society, enemies of God. Just as God chose the shepherds to hear this good news, God chose us to hear the good news in spite of our circumstances of life, which we were all sinners, by the way. And they give these shepherds evidence, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. The king of kings coming in, being born in a feeding trough. Remember, these shepherds already had probably the most frightful experience of their life, an angel appearing. But now the sky is filled with angels. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, you know, what is a multitude? You know, I'm not sure, but it sure sounds huge. Perhaps an army. Think of what was going through these shepherds' minds as the heavens completely opened up and it was nothing but angels praising God. I'm sure they had a new level of fear and wonder and probably praise. Did they do what the angels say and fear not? 
Or did they recognize how sinful they were and how they needed this Savior? A Savior for all mankind. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You know, it doesn't get any better than that. That is the big picture. Those who he is well pleased will have peace. Isaiah 9, 7 tells us, Of the increase of the government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the heart of Christianity. The method set in place by God the Father and fulfilled by Jesus Christ, resulting in God walking among us to give the elect peace. Peace. Glory to God in the highest and on earth among those with whom he is pleased. You know, we as believers understand the peace that comes from this. His mercy is good pleasure. You know, that's why we're here worshiping him today. And we should reflect on that peace that we have received from him the year round. The peace we have with God. Remember, one time, at one time, we were enemies of God. But that changed at our salvation. And that salvation was only made possible because Jesus walked among us. It tells us in Romans 5, 5, Therefore, since we have been justified with faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through this, we also obtain the access of faith. And grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope and the glory of God. Again, we were enemies with God. We were at war with God. At one time, our lives, our commander was Satan, even if we didn't recognize it. We were still members of his camp. But God has given us faith. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith. And it's that faith that brought us peace with God. It all starts with his grace, his love, his sending of his son. The angels bring in the message. It's initiated by him. But we benefit. And when we have peace with God, we have peace with ourselves. We know that we are no longer fighting against God. It tells us in Romans 13, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Again, when we have peace with God, we have peace with ourselves. 
There's a hope. There's a new way of looking at life. We know that we have that personal, personal relationship with God the Father. And that our lives have a deeper meaning than what we have seen in ourselves. It's a miraculous thing. It's not produced from ourselves. It's produced from God. In Philippians 4.4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And everything by prayer and supplication. It implies we will have difficulties in this world, and the scriptures tell us we will. But when we have peace with God and peace with ourselves, we have a peace and an understanding that it's part of God's plan that we go through struggles, difficulties. But the peace of God will never leave us. You know, in uh, 1 Peter 5, it tells us the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking for someone to devour. But we have peace with God. He cannot devour. He will flee from us. And that should bring us great peace. It tells us, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, we're at war yet as believers. But our war is now with the enemy of God. Satan and his minions. But our strength comes from God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace comes from God. You know, the war, the battle on this side of eternity will not be easy. There will be casualties. However, we have God on our side. Again, that brings us supernatural peace and calms our anxieties. 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. He cares for us because we're not on war, at war with him. We have peace with God, which gives us peace with ourselves when we trust in his promises, when we trust in his transformation he has done in our lives. It doesn't say it'll eliminate all the problems and trials of the world but it will give us a peace to step through and walk through those trials with him 
guiding us, directing us. When we have peace with God and peace with ourselves, it leads us to have peace with our neighbors. Peace with our neighbors. Now, the peace with God is unconditional after salvation. The peace that we find within ourselves is conditional on how much we trust in God's word and rely on the Holy Spirit to bring that peace to us. How much we grasp the promises of God. Peace with our neighbors is a little different. It's not completely under our control. In Romans 12, 17, repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. We can offer the olive branch of peace to our neighbor and to our enemies. We can offer the olive branch of God's love of peace to those who do not know it. But for me, this is the most difficult peace to live out. Because many times the peace extended, in return we get slandered, disrespected, ungratefulness. The temptation is to rail back. However, because we have that peace from God that surpasses all understanding, we must rely on that and let that kick in. Yes, we should try to live peaceably. Ephesians 14.31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. You know, that babe that we celebrate today that was born gave us that peace. Gave us all these other gifts Forgave us. You know, I'm not there yet with peace with those who don't like me. Peace with family members that you love and you're met with scorn or ridicule. But it's getting better. And I think we all have to look at the big picture the big picture of what God has done for us and the results of the peace that we have in our lives. The peace that we have even now is we see much turmoil in our nation. But we are to live that peace out and be a beacon to everybody else. And I think if we keep our eyes on the big picture, which was given many years ago on this day, 
And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among them whom he is pleased. I pray that he is pleased with everybody here. And if it's not, it's up to you to end that war with God and bring peace. A peace that surpasses all understanding. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for these wondrous words of life that you, you give. And I just pray that we have that peace that surpasses all understanding, that peace that brings peace with you, peace with ourselves and peace with our neighbors and our enemies. Lord, I just pray that, that all who hear this message seek out that peace, the supernatural peace and comfort that we must enjoy our entire lives, Lord. Let us be such a people.